Hello, and welcome back to Here and There podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Friendly, and I'm so glad you're here. It has been a minute since I've been on this mic, at least two weeks, and thanks for bearing with me last week. I honestly just needed a little bit of a break. I was so burned out and exhausted from my trip to New York, but more importantly, I got sick and I had such a bad cold. Today is honestly the first day that I don't feel like I have a terrible cold. I'm a little congested, but other than that, feeling pretty good. I swear like half the people I know are sick right now. I don't know what is going on, but use this as your reminder to take care of yourself, take your supplements, go to bed early, like whatever you need to do because something is going around and it is not fun. And also being pregnant, you can't take anything. Like you're not allowed to take Sudafed or cold medicine and I don't actually normally take those things, but this one was so bad that I definitely would have if I could have. So anyway, I'm glad to be back with you guys and not feeling like utter garbage. New York City was such a fun week. I'm so glad I booked that trip. I had been hesitating because, you know, it's hard to prep for a trip with work and everything. I didn't even take any days off, but It just, you know, being out of your routine and getting ahead with other things and my side hustles, it was a lot of prep work. But then when I was there, it was just worth every single penny, ounce of energy, ounce of pre-trip stress, like literally so fun. I'm from the New York area and so many of my friends still live there. So I got to see a lot of people, my brother, who I was lucky enough to stay in his apartment in Brooklyn. I spent more time in Brooklyn this trip than I ever have in my life. And it is very cool. I have to say, I really like it. It's the New York City feel, but a little bit, you know, shorter buildings, I guess. So it makes it feel maybe more, not suburban, like a big town, not necessarily a big city with huge skyscrapers, if that makes sense. But if you are in New York or if you plan to go there, I could not recommend the Greenpoint, Brooklyn area more. I posted some of my recommendations because I ate really well while I was gone. Some amazing bagels. I had five bagels in seven days. No regrets. YOLO. Oh my God, they were so good. Um, Gosh, I had pasta and ramen and so many other just absolutely delicious things. Coffee, every day, obviously out. It's a lot. I definitely was spending more than I normally do and getting a little bit anxious about that by the time that I left. But of course, we have to remind ourselves when we take trips, you know, it's not our norm. It's okay to spend a little extra, you know, to really enjoy where you are because when you're home, you're in your routine and you're doing your thing and that's great, but it's so important to step outside of that and try new things. You know, seeing people I love, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but my favorite way to hang with people honestly is like a coffee shop date. I love a coffee walk if you want to get some movement in, but a coffee shop date, it's like, yes, lattes are expensive now, but they're cheaper than dinner. So if you're going to hang with a friend for an hour, go get like the $7 latte and hang there as opposed to 
having a dinner every night out or doing something extravagant. Um, it's just a, a way to like save a little bit. Also, I was, like I said, so lucky to stay with my brother. I went up to the suburbs to stay with my best friend. So grateful for her. And I stayed with my friend and coworker, Zoe, who I want to have on the podcast very soon. So my accommodations were free, which is such a win. And other than that, you know, we do what we got to do. We work hard for our money. What are we doing if we're not spending at least a little bit on the really important things, right? Those experiences are just everything. So book that trip. But before I get into the topic of this week's podcast, which was really inspired by my trip to New York on maintaining long distance friendships, I wanted to share just a little bit of an update aside from New York and first and foremost, a current favorite We have been watching Lessons in Chemistry, which was a book I read in September, and it finally came out on Apple TV, I believe, and oh my gosh, it is so good. I often don't feel like a show lives up to a book. Um, I want to say every summer, no, sorry, the summer I turned pretty was one series that I felt like exceeded the book, in my opinion, although I still love the book. I didn't even love Lessons in Chemistry. I don't know if, if it was hyped up for me or what, but the show is just unbelievably well done. I love the costumes and the acting and the music, and I could not recommend it more. If you don't have Apple TV, sign up for a little free trial or pay for a month and then just cancel it because it's worth it for this show. I really, really love it. And Alex does too. So if you're looking for something to watch with your partner, could not recommend that more. We also had our first Halloween last night in our new neighborhood. I live in a pretty suburban area of Los Angeles um, that I never even knew existed until I started looking for homes here last year. And oh my gosh, this neighborhood goes all out for Halloween. I'm actually sad I won't be here for Christmas because I bet they go just as hard on Christmas decorations, but for Halloween. So I lived like a couple blocks away from a very fancy neighborhood and Oh my gosh. They, the decorations were wild. There were people handing out cups of beer. There were full-size candy bars. You know, you're in the nice neighborhood when you're getting full-size candy. Okay. And there was a haunted house. There was a ghost flying from house to house, you know, just like strung from one side of the street to the other. And there were so many kids. I've never seen this many kids in one place in my life, except maybe Disneyland. It was wild. We, hung out and like tagged along with our neighbors who have kids. It was them. Their kids are like 10 and seven. I want to say their friends, you know, who are parents and their kids. And then our friends who were getting really close with them that they're closer to our age. And I love them. So we all hung out, sort of had snacks and drinks at our neighbor's house. And then we all set out to trick or treat with them. And it wasn't, it sounds weird because we don't have kids, but I promise it was not that weird. They are such cool parents. I literally aspired to be them. They had a wagon of drinks with a cooler. One of them had a backpack cooler with more drinks. They had a speaker. Like these people go all in. I'm obsessed. So fun. We walked around with them for probably an hour, maybe a little bit more. And then we ended up going to our other neighbor's house to watch a scary movie. And it was so, so fun. Honestly, probably the best Halloween I've had in many years. 
And I used to be a big, big Halloween gal in college. I would make all my costumes. When I first moved to LA, I would make all my costumes and go all out. And, you know, it's just different as you get older. Things just change so much. Um, But we did find a little bit of like magic in the holiday this year. And I'm very, very grateful. So seems like a lot of people are diving right into the Christmas vibes today. My TikTok feed has already switched like that from Halloween to Christmas. And I am very excited for the holidays, but it's also 85 degrees in Los Angeles right now. It does not feel remotely appropriate to put up a Christmas tree or any kind of Christmas decor. So I feel like we just got fall here. I am leaning into the fall vibes a little bit longer. I may put up, um, we have a very small artificial Christmas tree that I may put up in my office because Alex doesn't really care for Christmas decorations just yet, but I do want to enjoy them a little bit before we head home for Thanksgiving. So I'm going to maybe decorate my office this weekend. I want to do a home goods run, maybe get a garland. This is also our first year having a mantle above a fireplace. And I love when things are strung just like above the fireplace. So maybe I can get us some cute garland and we have twinkle lights on our plants already. We have, I wrapped twinkle lights around our plant stand. That's kind of cute. And I think I may have Christmas pillows I can pull out from our closet. So we'll make the switch. I don't know, maybe in a few days or a week, but not feeling the need to rush just yet. Um, let me know where you're at. I know it's a very controversial topic. Some people are ready to go and some people are hanging on to autumn. And I have said it before. I'll say it again. Fall is just the best time of year. In my opinion, it's like the best season. And as much as I love, love, love Christmas through and through, I feel like once we start doing the Christmas thing and the Black Friday thing, the rest of the year just flies by. And I feel like this year has already flown by. Time feels so scarce. It scares me sometimes, but I definitely want to hold on to this moment a little bit more and be as present as possible and soak it all up before we really get into the swing of things. So that's my update. And other than that, I did want to share a little bit on this topic of maintaining long distance friendships, because I know as we get older, we're moving away. Other people are moving away. Um, maybe you have new friends that then leave or you move to a different neighborhood. I will tell you living in Los Angeles, I used to live about an hour away from where I live now. And the people who still live there, that feels like a long distance friendship to me. It sounds silly, but it's quite far away. I mean, it's an hour with like no traffic. Um, I mean, it's like 40 minutes, but it's pretty much an hour to an hour and a half at all times. And, you know, these things take effort. It's really hard to stay in touch with people. And I will say over the years, I mean, I moved to Los Angeles 12 years ago. Before that, I was pretty much only in New York. I had friends from sleepaway camp and dance and all that that didn't necessarily go to school with me. Um, But uh, you know, when I moved to LA, I tried my hardest and still do to stay in touch with my closest friends from New York. Have I lost touch with people Absolutely. Have I lost touch with people who I live in the same city as? Yes. But you also, hopefully other people can relate to this, but it's like quality over quantity is such a real thing. When I was younger, I remember my mom telling me that. And I thought, that's so silly. Like I have so many good friends and I always want to be friends with all of these people and blah, 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 blah. Look, 
time is precious and there is not enough of it, like I was saying. So especially when we start to get busy with work and people get married or they're just in relationships and they have other people in their lives and, you know, they have kids. Everybody is so busy, but it's the people that you're going to make time for. Like those are your people. And I'm really big on, you know, not having to text someone constantly. There are very few people in my life that I talk to, I would say even weekly. My mom is one of the, is like one of the only people that I talk to every day. And other than that, you know, I go months sometimes without talking to some of my closest friends, but we have this sort of understanding that you don't have to be talking to someone all the time. And that doesn't necessarily equate to the quality of a friendship anyway. I will say I've only had maybe three friendship breakups in my life, at least ones, you know, that were like real breakups that I can remember, like something happened and we're no longer friends as opposed to just drifting away from people, which happens often to everyone, I assume. But these friendship breakups, like I will tell you, I wasn't even friends with these people for that long, but we would talk all the time. And then all of a sudden, whatever happened, which by the way, in every scenario was something so silly. It's like, I don't think that those friendships were even that solid to begin with. Just because we talked every day didn't mean that our friendship was really significant and like long-term. I also think that you can have friends for different seasons and different reasons, and that's so important to recognize. But when you know that someone is meant to be in your life and you know that it's going to be a two-way street because it has to be, right? It has to be. It has to go both ways. If you find yourself putting effort and energy into a friendship and someone else is not reciprocating it, I'm sorry, but that person just may not you know, fit into your life right now. And it's not to say that they may not come back later or you'll come back to them later. It's just right now, time and energy is so precious that you're going to use it to give to the people that are filling up your cup the most, that are energizing you and supporting you through thick and thin, through absolutely everything. And that can be literally one person, two people, three people. It doesn't have to be a lot, but like those are going to be your people. And that being said, you know, taking the time to nourish and nurture those relationships is crucial. Like I use social media, absolutely, obviously, to stay in touch with friends. And I think it's such a powerful tool. I love seeing my friends' Instagram stories with their families and things like that. And I'm not even, I'm not talking about creators or anything like that. I'm talking about just people that I went to school with or camp, et cetera, have worked with in the past that I just love to keep up with their lives. And I think that it's one of the beautiful things about social media that we can do that and see those people through the phone and kind of feel like we're being updated without having to talk to them all the time. I don't think there's anything wrong with using social media as a way to stay in touch with people. But aside from that, I also think scheduling phone call dates and FaceTime dates, it seems annoying and it seems silly that we have to do that, but it makes such a difference. And the reality is, Everyone as adults has to schedule everything because if we don't schedule it and it's just not going to happen, I know I always feel that way with literally anything at all. Like if I don't write down in my planner that I need to call and make an eye doctor appointment, I'm just not doing it. And so even, you know, texting a friend and saying, are you free this weekend or in two weeks or in three weeks, 
I've seen those reels or memes that make fun of adults having to make plans like a month, multiple months out, but it's just the reality of the situation and there's no need to feel weird about it. Like that's, if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. And at least you have something on the books and on the horizon that you know that you're going to get to talk to this person. So, and I say this too, I have, I have friends, like I mentioned, who live, you know, an hour away, even friends that live 40, 30 minutes away that I don't see very often for whatever reason, their schedules, our schedules just don't align. I won't plan with people a month away. I have a friend of mine who lives about an hour and a half. She lives outside of Los Angeles and she's a very dear friend of mine. We've known each other, I want to say five or six years. And we have stayed in touch, not because we text every day, not because we even FaceTime, but because without fail, every two to three months, we have a coffee date in the books. And I look forward to it. It fulfills me. We chat for three hours at a time. We really make the time to be present with each other when we are together. And that is so important. I would call it a low lift, right? Like for something so important in your life to spend three hours with someone every two to three months, my God, like I can't think of anything more worth it. Um, It's just, it's so important and special to have friendships like that. And so you know, taking the time to just get those dates in your planner and on your schedule. If you reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while, I need to do that. I literally am thinking of one person in my head. I'm like, I have not seen this person in two, three months. The last time we saw each other, we were like, we're never going this long again without seeing each other. And somehow life just happens. But, you know, I need to see them before the holidays. I'm going to, this is my sign. This is my I'm using you to keep me accountable. I will be texting them after this recording. Again, once the holidays come, it is like a freaking marathon, right? So anyway, that is my number one like tip. And the number one thing that's helped me stay in touch with people. The second thing, which kind of goes along with this, but like if you can't see people in person, just send them a text or a voice note. It goes such a long way. I feel instantly happier when someone texts me and says like, I'm thinking of you. I hope you're doing well. Or even if you send someone, I don't know, a TikTok that made you think of them, something like that, just it doesn't have to be a full conversation. I'm not the biggest texter in the world, but it is really nice to just shoot someone a quick message and, you know, just just let them know. If you love someone, let them know. Life is too short not to. You'll probably make their day. They'll probably do it to you back. The more you put these things out into the world, the more people will give them back to you. Now, if you are going a really long time without seeing someone, and I, gosh, I haven't seen some of my closest friends since my wedding because I just haven't been able to. I have not been able to see them since my wedding because, you know, maybe it was like I was in the vicinity of them once and one of us wasn't feeling well or the schedule didn't work out and like we missed our chance, book a trip together. Make the time, take a girl's trip or whatever trip it is. It is always, always worth the money. That's how I felt about this New York City trip. Although I kind of like bundled work and also seeing my brother into one because um, half my team is in New York City too. But like, for example, when I went to see Taylor Swift with my best friend in March, like, she lives in New York. I live here. I don't often see her. She has one child. I have I have one on the way. Life gets so crazy. Let's book the trip. You know, you're going to have to put in a little bit of effort for this stuff, but it's so, so 
worth it. And every time I do it, I leave and I just, it's like memories to last an absolute lifetime. So I'm trying to be better about making girls trips. And one of the reasons I love like actual girls trips is because you have more than just two hours together. It's more than a little coffee date or a dinner. You can really, really spend quality time together. And so our lives only get crazier from here, right? We only get busier. We only have more commitments, especially if you are planning to have a family or have one already and like you're planning on growing it. Like it just it just gets busier from here. So we have to take advantage when we can. And, you know, the other thing is like work, you get PTO. If you work for another person, you get PTO, use that PTO. I've told you before, I'll tell you again, do not waste your PTO. If you have unlimited PTO, you don't get paid out at the end of the year. So you might as well use it. If you work for yourself, you can find ways to work from wherever you're going. You can do I love to do a f- like leave on a Friday or leave on a Thursday night and work most of the day on Friday. And then, you know, everybody kind of clocks out a little early on Fridays and you can do like a happy hour or whatever it may be. And then you've got all weekend with the person or people that you're with. And it's so fun. I honestly, I'm just talking about is making me want to book another one. If you want more affordable ways to do it, I think, of course, going to visit someone is going to be the move. It's hard though, right? Like I have one of my best friends lives potentially the farthest place in the United States from where I am right now. And that's tough, but I don't know when I'm going to see her otherwise. So it's like, we have to make trips to see each other in our own cities or we can do halfway. I love to do halfway. It's always fun to use a trip like this as an excuse to go somewhere new. I remember a few years ago, my friend and I, we went to Arizona and we'd never, like I'd been to Arizona before, but not in this way. I hadn't been to this particular area. I hadn't really experienced it fully. I'd kind of just passed through on a road trip. So we went to Arizona and it was such a fun weekend or just like when we went to, when I went to Vegas in March, like I don't go to Vegas very often. So that was really fun. Um, in my early 20s, I met up with a friend in Austin, Texas. I'd never been to Austin before. And that was such a cool trip. So there are ways to like make this such a win all around. Of course, it's going to be a win anyway, because you're going to be with someone that you love. But it's just, I don't know. It's like so much fun to, to travel. I'm so passionate about seizing our time on this planet and like seeing as much as we possibly can. So do the things, book the trips, long story short, like make the effort with the friendships that you feel add something to your life. The people that when you're with them, they don't drain you. For the most part, the people that you keep in your life as you get older need to be just the most aligned people for you. You can talk about anything. You don't have to be anybody but yourself. Like, you know, you, I think you can think of people who you are kind of putting up a front with or you're not fully comfortable being your full self. Like I can certainly think of people like that. You know, I call them fringe friendships sometimes, um, just people that I'm cordial with, but they're the people that when they ask me how I am, I say, I'm good, I'm fine, or I give them a little tidbit, but I would never really tell them everything. No, these friendships that you are spending time and energy and money on, these are your people for life. Like 
literally for life. I just, I could cry thinking about all the amazing people that I want to be seeing when I'm, or at least talking to when I'm 80 years old. These relationships are what we need. They're so important to living a happy and full life. And I feel very blessed to know so many amazing people, but again, quality over quantity. And I don't have a friend group that's like, you know, I I think a lot of people have the friend group. Maybe it's people they went to college with and stuck with or whatever the case may be. I don't have that. I have a lot of friends from different parts of my life, different walks of life, different areas. And just know that if you are someone who doesn't have the big friend group, you're not alone. I think it's very common, especially as we get older and just the way things change and and how people's priorities change. And there's nothing wrong with that. You Your friendships don't have to look like anybody else's friendships. I just have to make that disclaimer because I remember on an episode that I recorded with Emily on this podcast a few months ago, she was talking to me about well, and she was talking to all of us about her friendships and how like she felt like she didn't have a group at that time. Of course, we were in different stages of life. And so I see how that's not a problem anymore. But I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't have a group to text. What are we going to do on Friday night anymore? I just don't have that. And I've learned to love it. And I'm so grateful that I have the friendships that I do because it doesn't matter that there isn't a group you could have one person that makes you happy every single day and that's all you need. That's it. So make sure it's a two-way street. Don't give your energy and time to someone who's not going to give it back to you. And that is that. So thank you so much for listening. I hope some of this resonates. If you have any more tips or anything that helps you stay in touch with your long-distance friends, let me know because think it's something we all could use and all would appreciate and value. So other than that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and a wonderful November. Happy November. This month is going to be nuts, y'all. I can just feel it. I'm already getting the Black Friday sales in my inbox. You know, maybe we'll have an episode about how not to spend your life away. I told my mom I want her on the podcast and she goes, what are we going to talk about? Shopping? I said, you know what? Maybe. Maybe. So thank you so much for listening. Feel free to leave a review, rate, subscribe, and I'll see you on Instagram at hereandthere.pod and at jordan.friendly. 